There is a mystery, elusive, unpredictable, violent. It terrifies most scientists, but for a new breed, the challenge is saving lives. The research is deadly. The laboratory is nature itself. The, the well, the thing I'm talking about is a uh, a disaster movie spoiler. Did you know? That the center of an F5 twister is almost as calm as a gentle spring day? I do not believe it. <laughs> well, it's on film. It's Wednesday, and that means you're listening to the spoiler alert. My name is Jeremy, and I'm in the booth today with Sean. Hi. We're down a man today. We we're, are. We're down a lady host. We're down a lady host. Yeah, so it's just a couple of dudes in a booth Kicking talking it, about... cracking some buds. <laughs> some sneers. <laughs> um, today we're discussing man versus nature versus himself and diving into some natural disaster movies you ready to go sean i am ready to dive in i'm ready to tie myself to a deep rooted pipe yeah and and let that wave wash over you (laughs) all right so first and foremost wikipedia has done my work for me and they have very clearly categorized these types of movies they have there's a lot yeah there is a lot so i'm going to break it down and we're going to jump all over the place. Okay. So first and foremost, Wikipedia breaks d- disaster films into two types of disasters, which then have sub-disasters. Disaster type one, natural. Of course. Disaster type two, man-made. Oh. Okay. So dark. here's the, here's the list of natural disaster movies. Okay. So if you make it, if you make one, it gets it, it's lumped into one of these categories. For category one, earthquakes, landsli- landslides, avalanches, and cave-ins. Two, Don't floods. Me. Three, ap- epidemics and pandemics. Oh, oh, those are those are quite different. Yeah. Four, fires, droughts, and heat waves. Five, hurricanes, tornadoes, and nor'easters. Okay, nor'easters don't <laughs> Very sound <specific>. dangerous. <laughs> Number six, meteoroids, asteroids, and impact events. Um. Section 7, volcanoes. Okay, now jumping back into man-made disasters, we have cars, trucks, and buses. <laughs> Just pan car accidents? That's not a, I guess that could be. Maybe, I guess so. Chemicals. Mm-hmm. Nuclear and radioactive. <laughs> ships, boats, and submarines. Oh, I saw that yep. movie. It was really cute. <laughs> Trains. <laughs> and finally, war and terrorism. The war on terrorism. War and terrorism. Oh, I was like, <laughs> that might be a new one after uh, Donald Trump's second term or something. Mm-hmm. But oh uh, okay, that's well, its own natural disaster. Well, now that we have that framework to work through, whew, it's a heavy framework. It is, Sean. What do you think of natural disaster movies? Are you into these when they come out? Like, what's what's your immediate reaction? I'm not really into them, mostly because I I'm very I'm a scaredy cat. And I, you're scared of that? I'm scared of them. I live well, like, uh, you know, we live in Saskatchewan. There's mm-hmm. not, there's no chance of natural disasters basically anywhere. <laughs> and I'm still terrified of a typhoon. <laughs> when I was a kid, I have nightmares of typhoons all the time. Specifically, typhoons. Well, yes, not typhoons. Ty- <laughs> Mostly just like huge amounts of water, like spreading over, like a wall of water ready to wash me away. Like, but not a tsunami. Um, yeah, tsunami as well. Oh, really? Just basically any You're, wall of water. Did, did you have like a water? No, I didn't have a water incident. I didn't have a water incident. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I was also very scared of tornadoes, which can be very traced back to a film that we're going to probably yeah. talk about today. Well, I was 
I was afraid of tornadoes as well when I was young. But uh, after a while, you're like, it's just not going to happen. Like it's it's knock on wood, Jeremy. Few <laughs> I'm knocking on everything. Knock on composite. Yeah. I yeah. If I get slurped up by a tornado, with the, I'll have your words ringing right in my ears. Fair fair enough. I'll take I'll take. Does Wizard of Oz count as a I would think so. Film? It's it's listed in the subcategories. Oh okay. Because they really well, okay. Getting back to this list by Wikipedia, which, by the way, thanks, Wikipedia, for doing this oh, work. thank you so much, Wiki. But really, if any sort of flood happens in a movie, it gets put in floods. So uh, there's a lot of biblical stuff in there. Mm. You know, anything with any type of flood sorted in. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, you know, that's, that's what the folks do at Wikipedia. <laughs> Sean, let's talk about some notable movies. The one on the tip of our tongue. Uh... Twister. Tongue Twister. Yeah. I think this was probably, like, the big one. Like, this in its is, day, this was the pinnacle of... This is the F5 of yeah. natural disaster <laughs> movies. <laughs> I I remember so vividly, like... um, I think, yeah, my fear of tornadoes is traced specifically to this. Really? Because I watched it when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I saw that dad get sucked out of a cellar yeah. at the very beginning. And, and just was, the same way it affected Helen Hunt. Yes, I was affected the same as Helen Hunt. Wow. And since then, when she's trying, when she's desperately trying to look into the eye of the storm, mm-hmm. I'm desperately trying to look away <laughs> and not be, <laughs> not be inside. Um, for those who don't know, Twister is uh, about Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt, and they are sort of a retired storm chaser and a storm chaser trying to study twisters. But uh, it all takes place in this 24-hour period. And the storms uh, just keep getting bigger and, and bigger. bigger. And they literally just go up the... They're like, oh, oh, it's an F1. Oh, no, it's an F2. <laughs> By the end, it's an F5. It's a mile long. What does an F5 look like? Finger of God. (laughs) Everyone is so intense also. They're incredibly intense. Um, And there's just a lot of bad ideas, like, the whole time. Well, yeah, like, kind of the main plot is that Helen Hunt invented this, like, sensor machine Mm -hmm. that she sends a bunch of, like, they basically look like like, cut-up Coke bottles, cans, I mean, with like a sensor on it, and you just fly them up into the tornado, and then you get to look at the tornado. Who cares, honestly, mm-hmm. Helen Hunt? I don't care. I don't understand how they, like that wasn't the thing they could figure out. And she's any, like, like that was the only way they could figure it out. She's like, I don't know why it doesn't work. As she's carrying like a garbage, <laughs> like a garbage <laughs> pail full of shredded coke cans. And she's like, it's the the technology is flawless. It's like, uh, it's something, Helen. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I was I was sort of reviewing it today. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in that film. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other notable folks, uh, and it just seems so intense. But at the same time, is about wind. It is about wind, <laughs> but there's some just... indelible images of like the cow being like yes. swept across. The, Absolutely, or like the semi. There's like a semi iconic semi scene that is mm-hmm. very scary. Um, yeah, there's some things in there that you do not forget. And I believe that the effects were very good and perhaps still hold up. Um, in keeping with other notable films, I want to bring up, have you seen The Day After Tomorrow? Oh. Jake Gyllenhaal, Dennis Quaid, The Ice Age Cometh. Okay, I think I remember I watched a bit of this. The ice comes like... (laughs) 
The ice, you can see the ice like approaching. Like, yeah, it's moving like, like it's that. like it's like creeping through the New York Public Library. Yeah, yeah. As they run and try and keep themselves warm. So that seems so stupid. Does, does it? That, does that not? Is that how know. cold works? That's it's a cold. You it know, crawls across the ground like yeah, lava. It, it was like freezing and chasing them. Scary. <laughs> it was. I don't know if it's, that, know if it's scary, but <laughs> that is a part of the. When I was looking at these disaster films, there's like a huge subsection where the cover all looks the exact same. It's just yeah. like blue with like a big wave or like ice wave running towards a, a target. Oh, well, no, that's a, but that's a thing that is in the movie poster thing has been shown to be like, you know, time and time again, orange and blue sandwiched together in some way, shape or form. They're like, you know, blue, just, you're frozen. Red. You're burning. Yeah. Well, that's well. Um, have you seen 2012 with John Cusack? No. Oh, this thing. This movie is wild. It is, is there? Does the uh, does the, the Mayan calendar feature in, or does it just say 2012? Well? No. Well, that's that's what it is, right? It's the end of the world because it's 2012, and uh, the world just sort of stops falling apart. Luckily, it's John Cusack falling apart. What's that? It stops falling apart. Well, it falls apart, and then it's well. There's like all the bad things kind of happen in one big go, uh, but the government's prepared in their boats. But luckily, John Cusack is a limo driver who can get us to where we need to be. Oh, John Cusack, drive the party bus and, and uh, get us home. If I'm not mixing up my disaster films, there's actually a scene where they're trying to fly to wherever these giant safety boats are held, and uh, there's no way they can make it in the small plane they're in with enough fuel. But the Earth's crust has let go from the Earth, <gasps> and the land flowed beneath them. So you they actually made it super me. far. Yeah, is ridiculous. So the end. <laughs> so, okay, cool. They get to the ship, but now the Earth's crust. It's fine. Is it doesn't seem to be a problem. In fact, it's actually quite helpful to get them because it all starts in L.A. and like the whole state sinks into the ocean right that's uh, a thing that everyone says is going to happen eventually yes, yet it's one of the most heavily populated areas on the planet <laughs> see this is what like when i start watching things like this i do a little bit start thinking about like oh yeah and then when the world just fully collapses is going like when the you know the west coast just completely zips open like a zipper yeah with well, it's going to happen. I know. It freaks me out. And uh, I like to think that the Dwayne The Rock Johnson, San Andreas, is a sequel to 2012. Because, the, well, that's just about you, like a big earthquake hitting L.A. I haven't really watched it all because it's roll bad. Oh, yeah. Like, I it imagine. is. I, the oh, trailer I saw was like a very sad girl covering... Um, California dreaming yes. <laughs> just like, as everything collapses in slow motion I was like this is stupid well it's about the whole spectacle of just you know monuments you've seen getting destroyed this is the thing is every disaster film just has a scene of the Statue of Liberty drowning yeah well I uh, water up to her chin when I was prepping for today and I don't know if this fits in because I don't think it does but Independence Day with the is it the White House oh, or the yeah. getting is it the Ex White House or the White it? House yeah it gets exploded yeah but um, by an alien yeah and you know that's just what people like to see they like to see various American monuments or international ones oh, just get yeah like you know you know it, it gets real when the Eiffel Tower goes down. Oh, when Mount Rushmore is getting <gasps> its faces sliced up? Oh, my God. No, thanks. When the Actually, you're so right about the Eiffel Tower. Because <laughs> I watched, um, 
Armageddon mm-hmm. this week, which I've never seen before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it what, was did you, quite what did you the, think of the it cover? Was quite the trip. The Aerosmith cover of that famous tune. Acoustic. It's not a cover, it's theirs. Oh, is it? I, I thought think it was a. I think it's OG. Um, but there is a scene where Paris gets completely obliterated, and it's barely a part of the plot. <laughs> They're just like, uh oh. <laughs> this, uh, in that one, well, we'll talk about this more after, but does. Does something still hit, in Armageddon? Does something still hit the Earth, or is that like a pre, a, a pre? There's a hit? bunch of small ones, and then there's a big one. And the big one hits. The big one, no, the big one is like the size of Texas, and it is the f- fully like apocalypse event. But all these small ones around it hit the Earth. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's like it opens with like a bunch of New York's people getting exploded. Mm. Okay, well, let's move into my next little question here. What's your favorite one of these movies? Do you have one? Mm. Is it Twister? It's it, maybe Twister is my fave, mm-hmm. but honestly, as I said, none of them are very much my favorite. Yeah, um, I did watch. Uh, I was kind of talking about it uh, to you earlier, but um, Melancholia by Lars von Trier. Yes, is a very good film. It's I feel like it's one of his best, and its plot. Part of the plot is um, these two sisters have figured out that, not figured out, but it's globally known that a huge planet named Melancholia is on a collision course with Earth, and everyone just has, like, kind of a good amount of time to prepare for the end. Mm-hmm. And Kirsten Dunst, who is uh, in the fir- first half of the film, is on her and her wedding day, and it basically establishes that she's very depressed. And she. Uh, accepts it very calmly and kind of welcomingly and mm-hmm. Charlotte Gainsbourg is her sister and she is freaking <laughs> out and it is like it's really freaky and it's also kind of an apocalypse film that's so quiet and intimate because they're just on a big farm by mm-hmm. themselves with like a son and a husband Kiefer Sutherland but he oh, man. disappears Cru- who's, for a bit whose husband? Uh, Charlotte Gainsbourg oh okay okay and um so it's basically these three people like facing the end of the earth, and it's very scary but beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, okay. the imagery is amazing, and also Kirsten Dunst does a great performance. What happens at the end? It hits. They, they it ends with the world's exploding. Hmm. Well, there's a lot of those with like- Kirsten being very. They're all just sitting uh, under like a makeshift like little tent. Mm-hmm. And, Kirsten that's going to save them? Well, the, the, Kirsten told the son that, that it will save them. And oh. so he's very calm, she's very calm, and Charlotte is just like, ah! <laughs> and then <laughs> explode. Um, my, well, I think my favorite film of this type, because I was going through, and I actually really like this movie quite a bit, uh, its tagline is, The Coast is Toast. The Coast is Toast? Yeah, and that's Volcano, starring Tommy Lee Jones and... Oh, um, and Hesh? Yes, and I I really like that movie a lot. There's a ton of now very famous people in it, in all these sort of bit roles. Do you know, I remember seeing this when I was a kid, and I remember thinking, why is there no Volcano? What do you mean? <laughs> what are you talking <laughs> it's about? It's just like lava, like in the in the subway. But I don't. Yeah, know. that's, no, that's like, what a volcano is. Well, like, not are you real. expecting like a mountain? I'm that, expecting like, a hump with, <laughs> with magma <laughs> shooting out of it. Um, 
Does it not do that? I feel like it's just steam and lava. Yeah, well, it just comes out of the ground, right? Like, that's what happens. Fair enough. <laughs> but, uh, no, uh, Volcano is about, it's a 93 or 94, I think. Okay, it's got to be later than that. Yeah, maybe it is later than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking it up. I should have written it down. 97, way off, Jeremy. Um, it is really just like a, a man versus nature sort of thing where they really are just fighting this volcano. Like, literally taking steps against this volcano and Heche plays a, a geologist of some type who can kind of see it coming and Tommy Lee Jones is like the city emergency guy for LA oh. and uh, oh it's great he's got so many good moments and uh, so many close calls as this lava le- level just rises higher and higher the lava level and uh, it's got this great end sequence do you remember this where they knock the building over to divert the lava and then I, is it like this sounds very familiar is it some kid or is it his kid no his daughter is watching some young boy and they're like right where it's going to explode and all the lava's going to go so he like runs in slow motion to save her as the building's falling down and lava is like it's oh. all these things all and pointed uh, towards was that is that a young gabby hoffman <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> in my in my brain, brain it is. Oh my um, god! It came that film came out basically at the same time as Dante's Peak, right? It did, and with that, we will jump to my next. Well, one of my next questions. There are a lot of pairs. This happens a lot. Oh yeah. Well, it, I feel like it's total. Oh my god! Studio it wa- espionage. It was Gabby Hoffman. It is Gabby. Oh Hoffman. my god, <laughs> listeners! I have a talent. <laughs> my mind is. Blown I know where right Gabby now. is at all times. Keith David is in this movie. Don mm-hmm. Cheadle is in this movie. Don god. Cheadle. Yeah, he plays the guy in the like command center. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, Does he play the the volcano. No, no oh. one plays the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> Who voices the volcano? <laughs> um, okay, so here are some notable pairings that I have here, and. Keep in mind, I did have to, like I did have to stretch to get this list, and there are more. But Deep Impact Armageddon, mm-hmm. uh, End of Days Stigmata, M- Mission to Mars Red Planet, War of the Worlds, two movies made in the same year with the same title. That is shocking. Yeah. Skyline Battle LA, almost the same thing, and uh, it's just I don't know I don't know how this happens. I feel like it's just like you know when. When Coke makes a code red, and then all of a sudden Pepsi's Pepsi. also got a like do you a think red that's drink. It? Or do you think it's like well, you know one guy's typing away, he's got his movie idea, and he's like, "Hey, Sean, check this out," and then you, you know you read it and you're like, "I could write a better volcano movie than this." I believe that yeah, like um, each studio people are like, "Oh, we're developing a script for this," and then someone they're like, "Oh my God, we should be also working on." Volcano. They they must be. Anyway, let's jump into a short case study here with two very different movies, one of which we've already discussed, and that is Armageddon versus Deep Impact, which came out so closely together, it is insane. However, Deep Impact is nowhere near the same movie as Armageddon. Who? What? You go for... You make a case for Deep okay. Impact, and I'll make a case for Armageddon, because I, d- I don't know Deep I w- Impact. I want to say that I don't think Deep Impact is the better of the two. Oh. But Deep Impact is about a whole bunch of people. There's no real main sort of... And they really kind of don't deal with it the same way that... They just deal with it by going underground. It's got a, a young Frodo in there. Oh. There's some uh, <laughs> there's some other notable people. But... Uh, 
as far as I can recall, they kind of just all give up. And well, <laughs> what are you supposed to do? It's coming. I just, uh, I remember a young Elijah Wood, like, I think he's maybe 14 or 15 in the movie, and he's proposing to, like, his girlfriend or friend so that their fa- if their families are married, they can both go into the shelter. Like, that was a big part of it. Oh, is there, like, a lottery situation? Yeah, there are absolutely. Anyway, oh, I uh, think I ca- knew this the cast now. is, and it's a huge cast, Tia Leone, Morgan Freeman, Elijah Wood, Robert Duvall, Lily Sobieski, um, John Favreau's in this. The, l- the list goes on. It's a huge, huge cast. And uh, it was. I remember watching it, thinking like, "This is a horrible. <laughs> like, this is terrible." It's funny that half of Hollywood would be currently in a deep, like, an asteroid movie at this time because Armageddon also is no slouch for people in it. Like, it's Bruce Willis, it's uh, Liv Tyler. Yeah, well, it's a huge cast. It is, and, and they're all just like random, just like small characters. And like Steve Buscemi's <laughs> up in here. And I also remember an Armageddon done like. There was such a feeling of like, oh, this is like a really, like everyone's going to die. Let's approach this with comedy. Okay. Let's not be, you know, super. But Ben Affleck is just so mopey and sad compared to all the one-liners coming from all these other oil rig dudes. This is the thing. is like, (laughs) I didn't understand because, yeah, the plot is that there's a big asteroid coming. And so Billy Bob Thornton decides the two drill into the asteroid and <laughs> blow it up and split it in two. Split in two so that both misses sides. Earth. Yeah. Um, which is a strong swing. And he gets Bruce Willis, who is the best driller in the world. Mm-hmm. Just that's, that's, yep, that's just what, how it's known. That's what he do. He loves oil. He loves anger. He's mm-hmm. so angry. Super he angry. He finds out that Ben Affleck is sleeping with his daughter, Liv Tyler. Mm-hmm. And he takes a gun and starts shooting at him <laughs> on the oil rig and hits a lot of oil equipment. And it seems like the dumbest decision in the world. And then he just gets together this big gang of, like, literal incompetent douchebags. Yeah. And they try to save the world. They they not only... They take they turn them into astronauts. <laughs> when they could just show any of the very competent astronauts how to press a button on a drill. Yeah, yeah but it makes no sense. Like, they... The the fact that anyone assumed that any experience drilling in like they were on water right like it's deep underground yeah, yeah like it's on oil rig on that that would transfer to space to a meteor <laughs> like like I don't know who's coming up with these ideas well I'll tell you who it is it's a okay. man named Jerry Bruckheimer it's a man named Michael Bay <laughs> it's a JJ Abrams are they all involved they're in this? all involved oh my god. Um, and you would not believe, I was so, I almost was, I felt kind of sick because the editing was wild. It was cut, like, it was cut so fast. It was like the, the climax of a music video. Like, mm-hmm. it was just like, shot, 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 yeah. shot, I remember being, like, in the theater, because I watched it in the theater. Yeah. And just, like, like being concerned about, like, having the seizure that they always warn people <laughs> with the flashing. Having but I seizure. remember, I remember that watching Armageddon because I think when they're on the asteroid too it's very like you can't you like, can't land eyes on anything no it they're is just like things are exploding shards of ice flying for for all I can tell they're just in a quarry somewhere because the camera is so jittery yeah 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 just... they don't hold they don't they don't do a steady cam on that <laughs> um and also yeah so obviously I mentioned Michael Bay is involved mm-hmm. there's an explosion every two seconds there it is um also the show is the movie 
Um, I was watching with a uh, friend of the show, Amanda Babby and Jen Cooper and Fran Hammond, uh-huh. and we noticed that a lot of things are very, like, it, um, it predicts a few things. There's a mm-hmm. lot of, like, there's a shot of the Twin Towers on fire, like, this is pre-9-11, mm-hmm. and there's also a bizarre moment where um, Jason Isaacs, who plays uh, Lucius Malfoy, he's like a genius, and he's on Earth, and somebody just is like, okay, Mr. Wizard, and there's just like an awkward like <gasps> moment where they say that, and then there's dead silence after it, but it was also before the Harry Potter films. Oh my god, that's incredible. I don't know what's going on, so I hope that they don't predict that we all die in a fiery blaze by a meteor. Or <laughs> well, um, we just blow it in twain with some oil riggers. Um, also, Liv Tyler is in this, and she, the, like, when they're on Earth, it takes place in, like, a China, like, near, in a China Sea or something. Mm-hmm. And she is bilingual. And she always appears in, like, a Chong Sam. She's, like, her hair's up in chopsticks. Like, every time she's on screen, there's, like, a pan flute. <laughs> it's, like, the weirdest, like, that they give her this sort of uh, editing. <laughs> Doesn't she also just, like, like lounge around in off weird positions and areas. Oh, she they for some reason allow her in the crisis center it's at all times. Because her dead and boyfriend are up there. I know, but she's like she makes a mess of it. She's grabbing people. She's throwing people. She's, she's crying. Really not helpful. Like in she's any so way unhelpful. Form. She's not right. Oh, live. Someone should have kicked her out. Anyway, but my point is, is that this movie has so many problems. And it is still so much better than Deep Impact because. Well, now I need to watch Deep Impact. Yeah, well, because Deep Impact. I didn't think that Armageddon had a lot going on. Deep Impact has almost an identical sort of subplot where I think they go up and try and blow it up as well. And they're successful with one, but not the other. There's two in Deep Impact. Oh, no. Yeah, and so the one that hits. And uh, the end is this really crazy scene with um, Tia Leone just like standing at her beach house like watching the asteroid hit and then just a wave going over her oh, while no. simultaneously i think elijah wood is outrunning it on a bike <laughs> like like it's okay. just like it just doesn't make and like she just totally 100 percent gives up and like reconciles with her father like they just have a moment and then oh uh, see this is deep that would make me that would make me freak out because that's not what I want to see is a, wa- a wall of water, as no. I've mentioned before. You basically just like watch, you know, whatever ha- movie that makes you happy with no view of the windows just so that it oh, blows God. over you. But yeah, no, it was far out. That's horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I think uh, I think we're going to take a, a short little break from uh, talking about all these sort of sad movies. Yeah, I'm going to look at some. Some nice things on the internet. Uh, you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. Oh, we'll be right back. We're back. Uh, Sean and I are just sitting here ch- chit-chatting about some natural disaster movies. Ooh. But uh, before we keep going, uh, Sean, did you know that it's uh, game time? Oh, good. I thought you were going to say it's the end of days. <laughs> Thank God. For those, for those who don't know, if you're just tuning in, the game that we're about to play lovingly called The Game is where I spend all week looking for a movie title that Sean and Sonia have not seen. Mm-hmm. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about, about. I tell them what it's really about. We all have a good laugh and carry on with our day. Yes. Now, Sonia's not in the booth with us today. That is true. She, however, has been gracious enough to send us... She sent us a report from... Yes. From, from the street. From Sonia, Sonia from the street. Okay. <laughs> this week's title is 
Tychus. Tychus. Yes, and as I told Sean, uh, this is, I believe, our first direct-to-video title. Oh. Tychus. D to V? D to V. Okay, this is, um, this is the Boots on the Ground report from Sonia. I think Tychus is about a young botanist who discovers a sentient ficus in the rainforest and smuggles it back to the U.S. to keep it in his garage. He keeps the plant, affectionately referring to it as Tychus, which is tyke plus ficus, hidden away so he can study it and finally make a big break in the botany world. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. though, Tychus is hungry. <gasps> he grows exponentially with every passing hour and won't stop eating people, despite the botanist's best efforts. Before too long, Tychus is as big as a building and terrorizing the whole city. What a disaster! In the end, of course, the brave actions of one man allow him to overcome incredible odds and save the day. Tychus! Exclamation mark. <laughs> so a little shop of horrors. I was just going to say, a little shop, little shop of horrors. Um, so thanks, uh, thanks, thanks for, for that, Sonia. That. Uh, big hint for Sean, that's not correct. Oh, it's not. <laughs> that is not what Tychus is about. Okay, well, I believe that it is about Hurricane Tychus. Oh. Um, who is bearing down on a small, sleepy Midwestern prairie town because they are not prepared for a hurricane, as you might know, because, but global warming has changed ah. the earth so much that all of a sudden one's bearing down on them and they are not prepared. Um, uh, I think they all live, except for one old man. <laughs> who has a really nice, spectacular Who's just death. in denial about what's happening? Well, I think he's in denial, but then he ends up saving the day. Oh, interesting. Um, I don't know how he does that. Oh, he throws a bomb in the middle. Some sheet metal or something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he throws sheet metal in the middle, <laughs> and it kills everyone. That old scrapper saved us all. <laughs> An old scrapper. <laughs> um, all right, so you guys are way off. Wow. Way, way off base here. Uh, Tychus is a 1998, as I said, direct-to-video film. Um Notably starring Dennis Hopper, and it is about a meteorite titled Tychus that is headed for Earth. And Original idea. Yeah, and it won't wait for it. There's a big twist coming. Anyway, it is found by uh, a scientist played by Dennis Hopper, and he figures out that it's happening, and he informs everybody they're not so concerned, but he figures out that Tychus is going to hit not the Earth, but the moon. And then for years after, moon pieces will shed, like, will fall onto the earth. So he builds an underground city under the Sierra Mountains over the course of 10 years as the, as he it's slowly. He knows it's coming that far. Yeah, and no one takes him seriously. Anyway, it's, it's the main character is a reporter who finds out about the underground city and does all this. Anyway, it is really terrible looking, but I think I've got to watch it. It looks super bad. All of the effects are terrible. It's like all of this stock footage of all these major cities in the U.S. and, you know, Paris, and just meteorites hitting that are oh. clearly just drawn over top. Like, it, it looks terrible. Anyway, that's what Tychus is about. Damn, and Tychus. Uh, you, you tricked should, us again. You should probably check it out. Uh, Tychus and the Games, of course, loving, lovingly brought to you by the RPL Film Theater, the best theater in town. Oh, if there was an apocalypse, we would hold up in there. Oh, God, you would be totally fine in there. Totally fine. It's in the basement. 100% There's fine. a lot of popcorn to keep you stocked for days. And the film library? Yeah, good to you go. can't say no to that. Um, anyway, diving deep back into deep our, impact into something else <laughs> our natural disaster discussion Sean in many of these movies the natural disaster plays second fiddle yeah. it is not about 
the disaster as much as it is about how these people are reacting to it. Armageddon is a real disaster. Is the human <gasps> interaction? Uh, obviously, you know what a title to mention. Another title comes up here that I would like to discuss. Yes. Have you seen The Core, starring Aaron Eckert and Hil- Hilary Swank? No, I haven't. Okay, well, let me spin you a yarn here. The Earth's core stops rotating, which, by the way, is not a thing that How I think it is. How come the core is so tricky in several things? <laughs> anyway, all these weird lightning storms happen as the poles shift and whatnot. Right, of course. So the entire world gets together and builds what can only be called a magma ship to go to the core and set off a bunch of bombs to restart it. Does that is that how <laughs> the look on Sean's face now is, is not that how the core works? Anyway, they assemble a team of scientists and like one army dude and a pilot, and they go down into the core in the this USS Magma in this crazy ship thing, and uh, slowly people start dying off. <laughs> As they would, it's uh, very hot. At one point, they find themselves in a giant geode. It's so big, like the whole. Oh, that sounds beautiful. Yeah, it's it's really well. They shine a light. It's like complete darkness, right? And they shine a light, and it starts bouncing off all the. Oh, yeah, beautiful. and it's like uh, they That's see stars an and everything. Spot, but uh, you know, it seems that the core is not what it. Anyway, what is well, in the core? Uh, well, besides the giant geos. It's just a big geode. No, no, that's like that's a hunk of something that's floating in, uh, and the ship like is made to break apart in case of an emergency. So there's like a cockpit, a crew quarter, like all the where the bombs are, all this kind of stuff. And eventually they have to like science it up to try because you know things go wrong and things course. you know math was different and all these kinds of and uh, again people just start dying. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the uh, last one standing is Aaron Eckhart and uh, Swank, is the, that? Well, the pair make it out, and then they're stuck at the bottom of the ocean for a while, where they, you know, where everything's all right. However, where they do some smooching, presumably. It's quite presumably. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing that this movie does that I really enjoy that a lot of other movies do is take one or two specific scientific facts and just talk it right out the window. Just to get that drama that they're looking for. Because there are many a shots of their Earthship thing going through the magma, which just looks like orange water. <laughs> it's like it's all digitally done. And Magic School Bus did it first and better. Yeah, I mean, for real. Because you would not be able to see anything because it's dense magma, right? Like, it's like you wouldn't be able to see a long shot of this. It looks like what a train. What is this ship supposed to be made of? It's uh one of the guys develops it and it's like it's supposed to it's supposed to turn heat into energy. Like it doesn't make any sense. Oh my god. Anyway, Hollywood just especially when Aaron Eckhart's involved, just kind of keep it tight, okay? Keep it tight. Don't just don't just don't, don't just throw away everything. Is it because you respect Aaron Eckhart too much for well, him to be there? Well, well, we're going to talk about another another flick of of his um so there's a lot of f- films that kind of f- kind of fit into this category. I mentioned some in the list, sort of. Um, but I got a little list here of films I want to talk about. Sure. Have you seen Battle L.A.? Have you seen this movie? Mm-mm. It's an Aaron Eckhart. Anyway, aliens invade L.A., and he and his platoon of soldiers are trying to fight them. And it is amazing. 
I love that every all of these happen in L.A. Also. Yeah, it's it's super popular. There's lots of land masses, lots of people, right? It's good. It's also just straight up where everyone lives that <laughs> makes the films. <laughs> like, let's just do it right here. <laughs> but uh, Battle L.A. is so gritty and so intense, and they lose like like the, basically the world ends and almost everyone dies and they got to keep on fighting these aliens like at the end there's no resolution he just huh. picks up his helmet and carries on but uh no he thing. he knocks it out of the park in this and uh there's a great scene with a bus because it's in LA <laughs> where they're like driving with, only buses yeah it's so LA. good but uh it really only kind of do you have any any movies that sort of fit this category but not um, you know anything with zombies i would say kind of fits in here yeah i guess that's i don't know man-made yeah. um yes. a little film that i would like to bring up um is called the impossible mm-hmm. it is not about zombies or anything you know sick it's basically the same impending typhoon that <laughs> i've been talking about and i don't know why i did this but i watched it and it's about namely watts and ewan mcgregor and there are three th- children three sons one mm-hmm. of them uh the it boy of the year tom holland <laughs> but this oh, was really in like, this is in like 2011 holy cow and uh they go on vacation to thailand and then surprise there's a huge typhoon <sighs> and they are all swept away and it's horrifying and then basically the rest of the film they try to find each other <laughs> and they're all injured and it's a little bit like i was kind of rolling my eyes because it's a lot of like the kindness of brown people, like sort of thing, <laughs> like it's just like them, just like we're all we're we're messed up, and then people are like help them, and that was kind of gross. But um, of course, I cried in the end because they all were reunited. Oh man! And none of these have brought me to tears, or even oh, I did. To. The real t- the real typhoon was down my face. <laughs> but I most I was reading about. Because Naomi Watts is amazing, and I love mm-hmm. it. And I was reading an interview with her where her and Tom Holland filmed for, like, five weeks in this massive, like, water tank. Oh. Uh, because there's a huge scene where they're, like, being, like, washing away and, like, hitting trees and stuff. And the water and the the water overtaking the the villa, like, is really amazing looking. Mm-hmm. And that's I think that's kind of what uh, to to thank for that. But yeah, they both were just like, it was horrible. And <laughs> we both got quite injured. <laughs> we're never doing this again. Yeah. All right, Sean. I've got I've got my last my last point here. Oh shit. Sure. And this is a big one. So work with me. Mm-hmm. Because we're gonna get in what I like to call disaster math. Disaster math. Yeah. This so, is a great term. There's a thing that happens with these movies where people start doing disaster math. Where they take a disaster and they add another disaster. Ooh. Now, in my research, there are only two outcomes of this. Disaster. So, if you take a disaster and you add more of the same type of disaster, people really like it. This movie's called The Perfect Storm. Yes. Yes. However, if you take one disaster and you mix it with another disaster of the wrong type, bad things happen. So, that is... For example, a tornado. I know what you're going to say. And a bunch of sharks. Yeah, Sharknado was... <laughs> I'm so glad that Sharknado came up. That I mean, it's a natural disaster. It is. It's, like, a, it's a very natural disaster. It's a phenomenon that, you know, could happen. Have you seen... 
I have certainly watched the first one. I also watched the first one. I have watched the second one. Are there four? Okay, so I looked them up. Okay. There is Sharknado. Then Sharknado 2, the second one. Sharknado Ooh. 3, oh hell no. <laughs> Sharknado 4, The Fourth Awakens. Sharknado 5, Global Swarming. Oh my god. And Sharknado 6, oh my god. it's about time. And in that one, they time travel. It's outrageous. What? It's outrageous. How? I don't They go to like some, like the Cretaceous period or something where there <laughs> is still Sharknado's happening. <laughs> um, it's, I think this series like is kind of amazing. It's. I think the sci-fi, S-Y-F-Y, is so funny in that they know, they just like, they just know <laughs> how tongue-in-cheek everything is, and they just get, a, they stack it with D-list celebrities, yes. and it's just so enjoyable and fun. Well, I feel like the first one was like kind of a legit... I feel like they were like, let's see how this goes. And then after that, they, they just, just let like, it all go. They were fully in on the joke after that, I think. Um, and I, re- I re- you know, I recall the protagonist... Ian Ziering from Beverly Hills 90210. Yes, but, yeah. you know, cutting sharks in half with his chainsaw. Okay. Or jumping ends, in. Like, like he jumping inside a shark yes. with a chainsaw, <laughs> cutting it in half and emerging with another woman who was inside there earlier, like the grandma from Red Riding Hood, who's just fully still all alive. And uh, people love these movies. They're very funny. And, like, you would not believe the amount of D-list, E-list, F-list celebrities. Wait, they, they dig deep. Isn't it's Vanilla so Ice many. involved in one of them? I'm certain. Yeah. There's like there's Gilbert Godfrey, there's Bai Ling, there's oh Alaska... I won't say her last name. There's just like almost anyone you can think of is just like popping it on in. Popping it out. And yet, when you think of this in contrast to The Perfect Storm, which is, you know, really not about a storm until the very end. Have you watched? The I have. It's it's just sort of about how awful these guys' lives are. George Clooney and Mark Wahlberg? Yes. And then they just... And how much Diane Lane wants him to come home. <laughs> and then they just decide, like, you know what? We're going to crest this wave to try and get a bunch of crabs. Well, like, <laughs> I believe there was other decisions in there, but yeah, it, it didn't turn out well for any of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't even know... They, like... From what I remember, they were like, "We'll risk it." Yeah, risk it the, for the for, for the, the money. Biscuit. Yeah, and not to mention the fact that there has not been a single Perfect Storm sequel yet. Sharknado's at six because it was perfect. <laughs> That's why the Sharknado's more Perfect just Storm, trying their best. Yeah, in front of those green screens, just acting as much as they possibly can. John can't. C. Riley getting buckets of water poured on him. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, Sean. Here's my fi- my true final question: What disaster movie are you waiting for Hollywood to pump out? What's the one in your in your mind that you just gotta see? Do you know I um, I've been seeing a lot of commercials. This is a real movie, and it's coming out this year. It might oh. have already come out this year. Oh my God! But it's called Crawl, and it's about scary alligators. <laughs> it's like a flood, and then a woman is it's seemingly stalked by big alligators. Oh. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, I and have heard about that looks this. freaky. Um, the only way they could improve it is if they were. It's in Florida, and mm-hmm. I pres- <laughs> I've just kind of assumed that they were meth-fueled alligators, <laughs> like, <laughs> because I thought that was that's like a story in the news or something where like all meth, of this flushed meth is like. <laughs> 
getting alligators hooked on meth, which is so Florida. Oh, God, Florida. Simmer down. The one I'm waiting for would be titled Mushroom Zombies. Ew. And uh, there's been a lot of sort of mushroom-related zombies. Like the zombies do mushrooms? No, like they are caused by a fungus. <gasps> oh. Yeah, and that's, that's the one I'm waiting for. And I think it ends with, like, sentient mushrooms. And then we have to make it work. You know, I think that's actually the best is that these little toadstools yeah. can su- can walk and they're like they'll kill you but they move slowly and they're small yeah you know and like, so then you like they're a hassle but they're not too bad of a problem because <laughs> <laughs> ah, it can just boot one there you go and then when you do it like explodes into the spores the, yeah and then all those people infect it oh that's what right I mean. see I that's like what i'm that. talking about all right, well, that about wraps up our disaster talk on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. As we move into the final segment of our show, what you watching, Sean? What you watching? Uh, what are you watching? Well, last night, um, I went to a film called The Lion King. Oh, in snap. Okay. And you want to talk? Tell me everything. Tell you want to talk digital fur technology, honey? <laughs> DFT. <laughs> in, the, in the future, 2019 will be coined <laughs> the year of digital fur technology. <laughs> um, basically, yeah, it it opens the the opening shot. I th- believe in my heart of hearts is a shot for shot remake. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was amazing. Um, and then just like. It just brought back so much good nostalgia. Simba is so dang foofy because of this digital fur technol, mm-hmm. as you know. Most of the voicing was pretty amazing. Uh, honestly, the two leads, Donald Glover and, unfortunately, Beyonce Knowles Carter, mm-hmm. were not very good. Ooh. I know. Beyonce's uh, an ascended being in so many ways, but she's just not a great actress, and I think that's great. But I think we should stop. <laughs> we should stop making it happen. Um, Billy Eichner and Seth Rogen are Pumbaa and Timon. Mm-hmm. And they are I, very, very funny. I, I feel like it's just not going to work for me. What? Yeah, no. Well, okay. Here's So here's what I have gotten from The Lion King thus far. You're Nathan Lane, man? <laughs> yeah, all through and through. I have not seen the, the new one. Yes. And I probably won't for a while. But... Some reviews that I have come across say that the animals are all totally expressionless. They are. <laughs> and that it loses all of the charm. And uh, there are some things posted on Reddit of, like, comparing versions of the... Like, so, they were comparing the scenes of when... Uh, why can't I remember Simba's father's name? Mufasa. When he dies. Yeah. So, it's like, you know, all this horrible stuff happening in the cartoon version and, like... The very cartoony human face of the of Scar, please. Yeah, of the lion. Yeah. And then the version that has come out now where like he's sad, but there, he doesn't emote. Like there's no I don't know, they didn't do mocap or anything to to make it happen. Did that affect it for you? Or were you just I was were you just in Oh, I was really along for the ride. Yeah. I swept up like a herd of gazelles. It was yeah, there was like there were parts that w- that were laggy and weird, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it was just like this is amazing to see. <laughs> and yeah, Billy, Billy and Seth Rogen are very very funny. Um, also, the actress Florence Kasumba, mm-hmm. she's from Black Panther, and she was in 
uh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was one of the lead hyenas, and she was very spooky. Ooh. And I was very, I really enjoyed that performance. There's just like a lot to like. There's obviously a lot to critique because, you know, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, I saw the trailer for the new Mulan coming out, the live action Mulan, mm-hmm. and live action like it just everything there's like maleficent 2 which is basically a sleeping beauty live action mm-hmm. it was it's it's too much it's a lot <laughs> but in this midst of disney live actions i enjoyed it myself oh yeah, we uh which is better the animated or the the also animated but new um yeah you know that, that none of that was real Right, uh, it's Jeremy, not live action. All of those tigers were acting. <laughs> all of those tigers were. I saw photos of the tigers backstage, reading when they got playing scanned. On their phones. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which do you prefer? Uh, obviously the the original. Oh, okay, the right. OG for sure. But if I yeah, if I had to show one to my two year old, which one it would be the cartoon? Yeah. Okay. Because it is kind it it's kind of freaky. It's kind of freaky to see a bunch of lions. Okay. I think Rory would would thank me. Well, I'll see it at some point. Um, Interesting. Okay. What are you watching? All right. So I want to talk about something really specific now, and you are the person in my life to talk to about this. Okay. Wife of the show, and in some ways I. Ellen has been watching it, and I've been around when it's been on for Mm -hmm. quite a bit of time. She has been watching Queer Eye on... Netflix. On Netflix. It's a pretty good show. Like, I, I, I've i never watched it before. It's a quality show. They're trying to do good. There are things that happen that are funny and interesting. The five are very... The Fab Five, the are, Fab five. are very funny and charming. Yeah. However, in between scenes... Yes. Something happens where they do these... Little dance? Yeah, it's like black and white dance or like yeah. posing yeah. and... How do you feel about that? It makes me cringe. It is super terrible. Um, the ones that make me cringe the most are, is it Billy? No, the <laughs> one with the, the one that does the design. Oh. Bobby. Okay. My, my mistake, Bobby. Yeah, Bobby makes me cringe the most because even though Bobby is obviously the most talented of, of all of them and completely, oh my, Oof. he reforms a house immaculately in a very short amount of time from what the television has shown me. <laughs> I'm sure he has a lot of time and a lot of people, but he seemingly does the most work, but he is the most awkward in the sort of interstitials and like, I'm dancing or like, I'm making f- sassy comments in the back. It's just, it's uh, it's cringe. Uh, there is one that they use an awful lot where it's all five of them mm-hmm. and they're all like holding like arms over each other or holding hands and, and they're, they're doing this swaying like, dance. Yeah, yeah I know. And it <laughs> makes me, like it's like a lava lamp that kind of makes you sick. Like that's, and... Uh, wow, Jeremy, homophobic. Well, it's, just kidding. It's, <laughs> I am just so troubled by these, these different things and... Uh, they're all like there's one with the I don't know their names, the guy who cooks stuff. Anthony. And uh it's just like him stroking a leather jacket that's on his body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, see, it's, <laughs> it's just so strange. Like I just don't get it. You're right. Those those parts are rough and they also do like these like tips, like clear yes. eye tips. And they're like they're very weird. It's like they're <laughs> like so strange. They just like want to make them. They're just like, guys, can we please? And yeah, they just, like, they're just, like, I want to make a little skit. Well, and they also do sort of similar things 
where they are. Like they like play around and like have like short. And those are better. They're at least sort of in the moment, as opposed to the ones like that were filmed on set and shown in black and white. And and they're just like everyone drink some cold brew and oh my, get it going. Oh my god. Anyway, it is. Yeah. So hard for me to watch. The, some of the force chemistry, you're right, is super cringy. And that I yeah, but uh, I do think like it's a well-made show, and I think that their me- message of positivity is good. But uh, c- come on, guys, cut that. Yeah, I I it, cut, cut I get up. a feeling of like, you know, it's a lot of shots are look like they're specifically made to be memed. Mm -hmm. Like, they leave a lot of padding on each side to be like... (gasps) Text would fit here. (laughs) Yeah, they're they're like, when the text is underneath, and they're like, it'll give everyone a great amount of time to do some jiffing. (laughs) That's Um, what I feel from it. The thirst. Do you got any other quick what you watchings? Um... I did watch um, Jackie Brown on Netflix this week as well. very nice. super randomly. I'm not sure why. Mm -hmm. Um, First time? First time? Yeah, what'd you think? Um... I love... Oh, my God. Why can't I remember the actress's name? Anyway, the lead actress. Pam, Pam Greer? Pam Greer. Yeah. I love Pam Greer. She does so good. Yeah, he's good. Um, anyway, I was just like... I don't know why Quentin Tarantino's on the mind because mm-hmm. of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And I was he's, like, he's done directing now. He's done? That's the alleged comment. Yeah. Oh. He will write and produce, but uh, he just wanted to make 10 movies, and this is it. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll see if that uh, Quentin uh, Tarantino. Oh, I never even noticed that. Wow. Well, you, <laughs> I really had to force it. Um, my my last sort of note here is a. Uh, I have seen some of it, but wanted to continue watching. I just have not had time to watch The Boys on Prime Video. Oh yeah, which is about some superhero cops, which uh, is pretty crazy. I have read the comic that this comes from, that this hails from. And uh, it's nuts, and I really am just waiting to see what they have yeah, kept I, in. I saw the trailer, and yes. it was completely mind blown. Uh, does it show them killing his girlfriend in the yes. trailer? Yes, and it is And it's amazing. just like, oh my god. Yeah, and that is, just, that is the tip of the iceberg, my friend. But uh, this story, and I hope it's maintained, uh, has one of the best twists of all time. Uh, it, it is, is so true. It's like these superhero. Like I always make that joke when there's superhero films. I'm like, mm-hmm. how many thousands of people die during yes, this absolutely. stupid scene? And it's it's very funny. I I appreciate that someone else is looking out for my best interests. Anyway, I hope to report on it soon. Anyway, that's all the time we have. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-host Sean and Sonia, wish you were here. Uh, everyone here at CGTR and to our listeners, Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Friday mornings at 9, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. Coming up next, My Electric. Bye. See you next Stay week. Stay safe.